Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to America's most popular answer and question game, Dungeons and Dragons, where the Dungeon Master supplies the answers, and it's up to the players to come through with the questions. What is this? I give up. Weird. I give up. <laughs> and I don't, my okay. name's Alex Trebek, by the way. Hello everyone, and welcome to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition, Dungeons and Dragons adventure. I'm your dungeon master, Paul, and I'm joined tonight by my four players. <laughs> hey guys, it's Jeremy. I play Lorik Darkbolt. Is that all we are now, players? Is that it? I'm Jeffrey, just a player. Who plays? I play servants off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alan, and I play Jimalil Karth. Hi, I'm Red. I play Kellen. So before we begin, I'm going to roll this John D20. 13. That's not as good <laughs> as last time. Thank God it's lower. You're right. Last time was a 14. Speaking of last time. Let's hope that this Dervetto doesn't kill us. I think us. we probably rolled a 13 in one of these episodes before this. <laughs> yeah, I've rolled a couple 13s, no doubt. Speaking of last time, our party traveled deeper into the ground downward toward what they presumed to be a large lake that they saw in their vision. On their way, though, they noticed some strange things. For one, Saluan was dealing with something bothering her, a strange injury from the stag, but then she started to have some mood swings, and perhaps they were brought on by the strange madness set on by this place that our party had previously overcome by eating from that feast. Before they reached the bottom, they also sensed some disturbance from far off behind them, something vibrating the air, some cry. And as they reached the water and set out across this dark lake beneath the ground, they were attacked by an undead kraken. But with some ingenuity and good old-fashioned turned the unholy, they were able to get past the kraken and arrive on the other side of the dark lake. But as they approached the staircase that would lead them forward on their journey, ever closer to the tree that they've sought for so long, they found someone waiting in a high-backed obsidian chair, a dwarven figure with a long white beard and a helm on his head bearing the symbol of Dervetter, dressed in black plate mail. He addressed our party, What fools hath crossed the lake of the lost, and why dost thou disturb my slumber? We seek the tree! Is this lost? H hello, uh... I'm Lork, Lork Darkbolt. Um, we would just like to, to go up those steps behind you and, uh, and save a tree. You seek to pass the stairs. It, it, yes. He lets out a long sigh. <sighs> I was afraid thou hast come for the stairs. Uh, we don't. And he rises up off of his chair. Um, we don't, we don't ha have to go up them per, per se. Um, I do not care why thou hast come, nor who sent thee. It is of no consequence to me. If thou desirest to pass the stairs, then there is only one path. Thou must go through me. But why, though? Reaching down beside his chair, he lifts a large war hammer. I want to oh, stab no. his hand. Well, he's, you know, 
about 60 feet ahead of you. Darn it. Are you rushing toward him? That's okay. Because last time I said you get right within 60 feet and use your sense. And yeah. As far as I know, no one We're good. got closer. Wielding his hammer, he holds it up above him, and he says some deep dwarven incantation. And the ground in front of you guys starts to crumble up and churn as if something is crawling up out of it. Great. And rising up from the ground not far from where this dwarf stands wielding this hammer, on one side to his right, so on your left, the ground starts churning and you all can see as a number of dirty bones start clanging their way up out of the dirt and rising up is a large skeletal minotaur. It's the worst kind of bones. Oh, Oh, yeah. Beautiful. I love minotaurs. On your right comes digging up out of the ground a figure dressed in battle attire in armor wielding a sword and you can see from the color of their skin that they have been long dead and now it is time to roll wow they've been dead a long time (laughs) the initiatives shall we no the initiative (laughs) i refuse initiatize 13 18 20, non-natural. Eight. <laughs> Servance has the worst initiative rolls. Every time. Go ahead and uh, roll for Charlie, too. Okay. He got an 18 on the dice. Guy got a nine. Saluan, she rolled even worse, but she did better. She got a 10. Shoo-ba-doo-ba-doo. All right. So the first person to go is going to be Kellen. All righty. I think I'm going to, like, duck, not, like, duck down, but I ain't going to rush ahead. But I'm just going to pull out my longbow. And I think I will shoot for the big main guy. Okay. Take him out. I don't think I'm going to be doing that, but, yeah, I'm going to shoot at that guy. So that's a 19 on the dice. Beautiful, beautiful. Plus 7. Okay, so you're you're shooting an arrow at the dwarf guy, right? Yeah, an arrow at the dwarf guy. And that is a hit. Booyah. It's a D8 plus four. Let's roll this damage. That's four plus four. So eight damage. Okay. He takes eight damage. Woo. Whoop, whoop, All right. Whoop, so whoop. now it is Lorik's turn. Lorik uh, whips his broom around and says Revia. And he's going to fly up. And he is going to, at third level, he's going to cast Agonized Scorcher. Okay. On who? On the main guy, the large one. Okay. It's a deck 16 save. All right. He got a 21. Ridiculous. Um, on a failed save, half as much on a successful one. So he takes half damage of 3d8. I'm going to cast it as a third level spell. So that makes it 4d8. And he's going to take half of 4d8. Okay. That's pretty good. That is 26 before it's halved. So 13? 13 damage. Okay, he takes 13 damage. I'm hovering in the air. Okay, so as you are hovering in the air, this thing that has risen up from the ground over there that is wielding a sword, he's covered in, like I said, regular chain mail looking. He looks probably to be dwarven, but he's a lot more decayed than the guy that was on the seat. He takes a couple of steps forward, sort of holding for just a second, and then he reaches to his back and he draws a longbow. 
and he is going to take aim at the elf that is flying around. No. What's your AC? Uh, a 13. That's actually a miss. Yes. Uh-huh. But he's going to do it again. <laughs> no. Oh, no. This time is also a miss. Yes. He rolled a three twice. LOL. Which one was this shooting at me? Was this the main guy? Yep. The No, the guy with the chain mail. The, the, oh, okay. the real nasty looking guy that crawled up out of the dirt. Armored okay. looking dude. So that is the end of his turn. Now we're around to the big guy. So the big guy steps forward. He is brandishing this large war hammer above his head, scanning the crowd. He does a quick look, and he takes in what he can see, the people that have come to bother him, as you might say. And he is mm. going to cast a cantrip. Why, though? Is he? I don't want him to do that. He is. He's going to cast a cantrip at Cervantes. Why, though? What's your AC? It's a, it's something. I'll tell you that much. It's a 16? I think so. It's actually a miss. Oh, get some. It is a 16. So like that's actually going to be the end of his turn. Yeah, it better be. Try something else, you bum. Oh, no, wait. No, it's not the end of his turn. He can do it again. Uh, I didn't really mean to try something he else. He can't do Come it on. to you twice, but he can do, he can target two people. <laughs> Thanks, Cervantes. He is going to also target Kellen. <laughs> wow. What's your AC? Wow. Thanks. Uh, it's actually a 16. Oh, my gosh, guys. It's a miss. Oh. Oh. Try something else. So, I dare you. Nothing happens. It is now Charlie's turn. All righty. Sweet. So you're 60 feet away from them. Yeah, Charlie's got a speed of 40 feet, so I guess Charlie's going to charge the one on the left, like the decayed soldier, mm-hmm. but I mean, he can't get there, so. The yeah. decayed soldier is on your right. Okay, still. my right. Yes. Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, so you just want Charlie, Charlie's just going to move toward them? Yeah. Okay. Charlie just lets out a little bear roar and heads in that direction. Yeah. Jim. That's me. It's you. Mm-hmm. Let me make sure I got the lay of the land here. We've got yes. the big dude. Uh-huh. we got the two smaller dudes, right? Is it just two or are there more? There are two. The big, two. the main dude and two other dudes. How close are they together? So the dwarven dude that was on the chair is probably 15 feet on either side of him. The other two dudes. Okay. So how far is he from me? Um, About 60-ish feet. Okay. Well, if he's about 60-ish feet, then I am going to cast Eldritch Blast. Okay. So Throw him away. I get to shoot two beams. Okay. Two beams. Two beams. So I'm going to roll for the first beam. Hit him straight in the eyeballs. One for each eye. I got a 12. Okay. Total? Total. That Ooh. does not hit. Well, then I want to roll for the other beam. I got a 15. This also does not hit. Ah, come on, man. Well, so far this is going great, guys. They're not hitting you. You're not hitting them. It's just... Nothing's happening. I've done a little splash damage. Yeah, but you still missed. You still missed. Thanks. Jim falls on this deck. (laughs) Uh, 
Do you move closer or anything like that? I maintain my distance. Okay. So now it's Saluin's turn. Saluin draws from her back a longbow, and she is also going to fire at Lidgewarf. Okay, Saluin hits. Yeah, boy. Get it, Saluin. She got a 19 on that die, you know what I'm saying? That's my kind of girl. Oh, nice. So she hits him for nine damage. Get it. Now it is the big Minotaur's turn. It would be. Oh, boy. The Minotaur is going to... No one's moved forward, right? Other than the Lark flying around. I haven't. The Minotaur is going to take a few steps forward. He's going to cut the distance in about half, and that's all he's going to do. Oh, that sounds menacing. And now it is Guy's turn. Guy. Guy is going to look around and go, uh, uh, oh, okay. Um, so he, here, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this, and he brings his wand up. Oh yes. And he begins to do it. Say boy. an incantation, and I'm going to roll an attack roll. Oh God! Come on. Let's see. He is aiming at the, um, since the, the big minotaur just stepped forward, he's going to aim at him. Well, he brings his wand forward, and he begins to sort of twirl it in a circle, and he's he looks really nervous, but he's saying an incantation over and over again, over and over again, and he forms a liquid ball of energy, and then he just <laughs> flicks his wand, and it flies toward the minotaur, and this blue gyrating ball of energy crashes into the exposed ribcage of this skeletal minotaur, and when it does, it, like, bursts and spread all over him and it is Ooh. cold damage and it Ooh. is 3d8s of cold damage oh my goodness get him guy and he dies so he casts chromatic orb that is awesome that's awesome it's not too bad 11 damage pretty crappy yeah he rolled an 8 on one of the die but then he rolled a 1 and a 2 on the other two amazing he hits him for 11 damaggio so now it is Cervantes' turn it's my turn. It's about time. Of course it's my turn. Get him, Sir Vance. Get him. I have a war horse. Okay. A magical one. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm going to jump on him and charge straight for the dwarf. Okay. So what is your intention? I want the horse to hoof him to death. You want the horse to, like, bludgeon him with its hooves? Yeah, use a hoof attack. The war okay. horse has a hoof attack. So is it an attack roll? It is. All right, roll it. Do you have horse stats pulled up or something? Yes. Okay, what is the attack roll? It's a plus six to hit. Mm. Oh my gosh, what is it? It's a 14. Just a 14. Unfortunately, that is a miss. No! So Cervantes has the extra attack, but I think that he has to take the attack action, right? Yeah. I had a really good plan, but it didn't work out. Yeah, I'm I'm going to say that you didn't take the attack action. That's what kind of what I was thinking, too. I mean, I feel like you sacrificed your attack action to give the horse an attack action. Yeah. So, you can do a bonus action if you want, but that's what you got. As a bonus action, mm-hmm. I want to use my spell called Shield of Faith. Okay. On myself. Since I'm so close and no one else is. Okay, give you a plus two to AC? Yeah. Yeah, because you used up your speed getting to him, so. Mm-hmm. 
All right, that is the end of your turn. Now it is Kellen's turn again. All right, um, first off, I should have done this when I began, but I am going to cast Hunter's Mark on the big guy. Bonus action. Yep. You choose creature, you can see, within range. You deal an extra d6 of damage uh, whenever you hit it with a weapon attack. Okay. All right, so I'm going to hit him again with my longbow. It is a 13 plus 9. That's a hit. Yeah, boy. The D6 is a three. And I got a five on the eight. So five plus four is nine. Plus an extra three is 12. Bam. 12 damage. Okay. You sink an arrow into his chest. <laughs> and that you move or is that the end of your turn? Can No, I'm not in Fallen Grove. Never mind. I was going to see if we could make a stealth check. Kind of like hide away. There's not really anything that you could hide away, uh, especially since you don't have an action or a bonus action now. Yeah. But there are some stalagmites and such if you wanted to try and take cover behind something. Yeah, I want to take cover. I've never done that before, but I want to okay. do that. I'll say that there's some stuff around where you could potentially get some partial cover. Okay, sweet. Okay, so I now don't know what that means, but it cool. is Lark's turn. It means you get a plus two to AC while you're behind. I mean, seriously? That's dope. Okay, Lark, it's All your right. turn. So, question. Yes. The staircase is like a back and forth up ahead of us, right? Yes. And it's like a mile or two high, is that what you're saying? It disappears into the ceiling. Right. Okay. So the last thing that we saw was the staircase, and then once you make it to the top of the staircase, there's a tunnel and then the grove, or just top of the staircase, grove? It was moving very, very fast at this point, so it was hard to take it all in, but... Uh, the way I described it was literally it's moving so fast that it's hard to take it all in, but you're flying up the staircase and it's hard to see what all you're seeing exactly, but you arrive at the top of the staircase and then you're in the grove. So if there is anything like that, it's nothing substantial. Okay. Lorik is going to cast magic missile at the dwarf at second level. Yeah. So that's four dice. So I rolled magic missile damage, 14 damage. 14 total damage. 14 total damage. Magic missile. Pow, pow, pow. Okay. And then I'm going to say, Servants, uh, uh, I'm going to go save the tree, and I'm going to fly up. Oh, my goodness. Are you serious right now? Yep. Okay. So you're flying toward the staircase? I'm flying straight up. Eventually, yeah, I will head towards the staircase, but initially I'm just going to go up. The ceiling, I think I said before, was like 30 to 40-ish feet high. So that's about as high as you can get. And are you flying toward the staircase, too? Yep. Okay. So it's the Wraith's turn. He is going to reload and fire at you again. Of course he is. And that hits. No. So Mm -hmm. you're going to take, not too bad, seven damage. Oh, no, wait, that's wrong. That's only five damage. Then he fires a second arrow at you, and it also hits you. (laughs) Mm, and you die. Ooh, this one you take 10 damage. Ooh. So as you're flying, you, you yell that out and begin to fly forward. This same rotten creature thing looks at you. He just takes a beat on you and starts firing arrows. He shoots you twice. Lovely. And now it is the dwarf's turn. The dwarf steps forward again. Or no, he's not stepping forward. You're right there in his biz now, ain't you? Yeah, me. Okay, yeah. So brandishing his hammer, he is going to take a good old swing at your horse. You would. What's his AC? It's an 11, but any spell that I cast on myself, it also gains a benefit, so 13. Okay, so 13. That's still a hit. Darn. So, he takes 10 damage. 
you would do that. What happens? Is he okay? Yeah, he's okay. Okay. So he just wrecks the side of this horse with his hammer and just takes a good hearty swing into it. And he says, Thou wilt not be getting past me today. And now it is Charlie's turn. Charlie is going to run forward and he's going to jump and attack the guy who is standing there, the one who's firing off at Lorik. So he runs forward lunging at the guy, but he just sort of sidesteps him. And now it's Jim's turn. Jim? Yes. Which one's that? That's you. Right, right. So I am going to start closing the distance a bit. But as I do, I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers on the big guy. Okay, so he needs to make a wisdom saving throw? A wisdom saving throw. What is his wisdom save? 16. Mm, That's an 11. Yeah. So now he takes damage. Okay. The damage is 5d6. Sorry, because it's higher level. Two sixes, that's 12, 15, 16, 21. So he takes 21 damage. Jeez. And... He has to immediately use his reaction if it's available. That's a lot of damage. To move as far away from me as he can. Okay. He uses his reaction to move 25 feet farther back up against the wall. Can I use a attack on him? Uh, yeah, you can get an attack of opportunity. Yeah, boy. That's what I'm going to do. Roll it. That is a 9 plus... So, 17? Yes. That's a hit? Yeah, boy. So, as he's backing up, I'm continuing to step forward. Almost like we're in lockstep. Every step he takes, I take a step forward. Gotcha. And I'm looking straight ahead. Okay. With the glare in my eyes. You're within 30 feet now of the other enemies. That's 5 plus 6, 11 damage. Okay. And when I hit with a melee weapon attack, I want to use Divine Smite. Is that a, like, can you do that on a reaction like that? It just says when you hit with the melee weapon attack, you can expend one spell slot to deal 2d8 extra radiant damage. Okay. I guess you can then. Do it. And it's actually plus 1d8 against undead. So 3d8. Roll those buckets of damage. Good God. That's five damage. Five total damage? Yeah. You rolled poops. All right. Now it is Sluan's turn. She is going to step forward some but far off another arrow at the dude that's up there with Charlie. Okay, 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 okay. Let's see. Okay. That's a miss, unfortunately. It clangs off of him and uh, just slips off of his armor. And now it is the Minotaur's turn. The Minotaur sees Jim stepping forward, and he is going to rush Jim. Sorry, Jim. Oh, boy. Well, I did what I could. 17 hits your AC, right? Uh, no, my AC is 22. Oh, that gum, man. That's (laughs) lit AC. No, No, it hits. Yeah. So he is charging you, and he is wielding a large, like, axe type thing. But as he's rushing towards you, he just lowers his head, and he is going to gore you with his horns. My favorite. Why would he do that? You'll see. He actually rolled slightly lowish, but it's still pretty rough. So that is 19 damage. Ooh, wow. Yeah. That's a lot of damage. Jim's dead. (laughs) He... Jim's not dead, right? <laughs> no. But, yeah, 19 damage. Put some flex tape on it. He just is clacking as he runs towards you and just gores into your side with one of his horns. Mm. Also, make me a strength saving throw. Okay. As a reaction, Jim uses insta-kill. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's handy. It works. I got a natural one. Oh. Oh, dang. So, 
Great. He actually throws you with his horn, and you fly about 25 feet, and you're knocked prone. You are down <laughs> on your you're down on your stomach. I mean, he hits you mm. really hard and sends you flying. <laughs> it's Guy's turn. Guy saw that happen and is kind of freaking out a little bit, and he is going to cast Firebolt at the Minotaur. Do it. Guy's got Do better it. spells than I got. And he hits him. Uh, for <laughs> one damage. You did good. Wow. So the Minotaur takes one fire damage. So he hits him, but, you know, fire's not that effective against solid bone. So now it is Servance's turn. Since the dwarf man started backing up, mm-hmm. I want to do the horse thing again. Okay. I really want this to work. Mm-mm. That didn't work. What'd you roll? A five plus six. Wow. You did good. We're doing amazing. Thanks, Sir Vance. Y'all's rolls are killing us right now. Everybody's rolls. Um, okay, so that is a miss. So the dwarf manages to sort of stumble out of the way because he's still just trying to get as far away from Jim as he can this turn. And now it's Killen's turn. In fact, he is sort of getting up behind the uh, the chair now. Woo. Yeah, I struck fear in the heart of Dervetter's zombie. I've been hitting that big guy, and I think I think I should just keep doing that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that, and I'm also going to cast Hail of Thorns. Okay. Do it. On that as well. So, that is a natural 20 on the Ooh. dice. Are you serious? Ooh. On the dice. Oh, oh my gosh. Look at that. Look at that. Would you just look at it? Would you just look at it? Does it double his Hail of Thorn damage, too? I think if they have to make a save after, that it doesn't double that. Okay. Would it double my Hunter's Mark, though? Yes. That's a six on the dice. Okay. Second D8. That's a seven on the dice. Okay. What? All right. One D6. That's a six. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, 19 All right. so far. Next D6. That's a five. Yeah, boy. Boom. 24. Plus four. Yes. 28 damage. 28. Oh, my goodness. Dang. Ooh, what you say? Okay, now do your... um. Do your hell of thorns. Oh, you've got to make a save. It's a constitution save. Okay, he rolled a 19. Jeez. Does he take half damage? I believe so. Hold on, let me read this spell real quick. I'm pretty sure he does. Just go ahead and roll it. Yeah, he takes half half damage. Okay, it's it's just one d10, so. I rolled a 10. Wow. Flipping heck, dude. What the heck? That's amazing. Amazing. What sort of damage is it? Is it piercing damage? Yes, it is. With uh, with Hell of Thorns, it is piercing damage. So even with him behind cover a little bit, over behind that chair, you just thread the needle and sink an arrow into his back as he's trying to get back closer to the stairs, and it just explodes with pain across his back, and he lets out a cry as these thorns just pop out all over his body. Yes. Dope. Lorik. Yep, yep, yep. Lorik's turn? Mm-hmm. Okay, so how close am I to the staircase? I mean, within a turn, you can be going up through the staircase. Okay, so while I'm still in range, I'm still going to cast one more spell that way. I'll probably just keep up the magic missile, honestly. Yeah, we'll do that at second level. Shooting the same guy? Yep, four darts, same guy. Hit him. So, ten on the dice, plus four. Another 14. Dang, boy. Man, y'all, y'all are just wailing on this guy. 
Seriously. And then I'll take my move to go all the way up to where I can barely be seen as I go up the stairs. I mean, you can disappear. Oh, really? Yep. If you do, you'll be going out of initiative order. Hmm. But you can go up and gone. I mean, you'll be going up the stairs, but you can go if you want to do that. what Lork would do. He would be a total jack wagon and abandon all of his friends. He thinks you'll be fine. Okay. So you disappear? Yep. You are out of the initiative order. That doesn't mean that I won't come back around to you sometime and see what you're doing, but as far as this combat scene is concerned, you have left the battlefield. So now this character with the bow on the ground that has seen uh, how things are going, he is going to take an action right now to take his sword and plant it into the ground. He reaches with his other hand to his waist and he pulls out this little horn and he blows into it. Oh boy. And as he does, two more warriors come crawling up out of the dirt to either side of him. I don't like this. And they look very similar. A little bit weaker, uh, maybe in terms of their size, but they come crawling up out of the ground next to him. One of them is going to step forward and swing at Charlie. And Charlie's dead again. That's a hit on Charlie. Dang. He's dead again. He takes 10 damage. Jeez. All right. The other one is going to shamble over towards Sir Vance, and he's going to take an attack on your horse. Don't do it. It is a miss. Yeah, boy. That is the end of their turn. And now it is the dwarven figure's turn. Okay, he's got an arrow in his back. Things aren't doing great. He doesn't feel very good. He's been hit a lot. He's been hit with missiles and arrows and everything else, just lots of stuff. He is going to cast a spell. He's going to look back at Servants and he is going to cast a spell. Don't look at me. And, uh, Sir Vance, I need you to make me a strength saving throw. You would do that. That wasn't good. It's a nine. Okay. That's a failure. You take 24 necrotic damage. What? Oompa loompa doopity doo. As these black tendrils come shooting up out of the ground all around you, and they grab you and start pulsing this damage just into your body. You are sort of stunned by it, and you can't take any reactions until your next turn. What does that mean? It means you can't take any opportunity attacks or anything like that. Uh, but I can do my normal stuff. You can do your normal stuff, you just can't take any reactions. Okay. I got you. That is the end of his turn. So now it is Charlie's turn. Charlie is up on this guy that just slashed him. He's going to take an attack at him. And I just went ahead and rolled it. Yeah. It is a hit. So what is his bite attack? Woo! His bite attack is plus four to hit. It is a 1d6 plus two. I don't think that's right. Because I changed the stats for the strength. Okay, so we'll call it 1d6 plus three, I think. Non damage. <laughs> All right, cool. Okay, so now it is Jim's turn. So how far am I from the Minotaur now? About 20 feet. Okay. How far am I from any other creature? You're probably about the same distance from the main dude with the chainmail that's been shooting at Lorik, and also Charlie and the other one he summoned is over there. The dwarf is probably 30-ish feet away from you, maybe a little more. He went his full speed away from you, so he's probably around 30 feet away from you. Would you describe the light around me as dim? Definitely. Okay. So, I am going to stand up. So, if he's 20 feet away from me, if I walk up to him where I am five feet away, would that be adjacent? You want to walk up to where you're five feet away from him? Yes. 
Yeah. Who are you going up to? The Minotaur or the others? The Minotaur. Okay. So as I approach, I hold out my hand and make a gesture that's something like a flick of the wrist and say... Look at the flick of the wrist. Something all whispery like... Blade. And then the shadow blade shows up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I do that, and then with my other hand, I draw a dagger, and I swing them both at Sir Minotaur. Okay. And because it's dim light, I have an advantage on the attack roll for the sword. All right. That is 11. To hit? To hit. With advantage? With advantage. That's not going to do it. Wow. No. It's a seven plus my dexterity, which is two, which is nine, plus my initiative, or not my initiative. Uh, no, proficiency is three. So that's, it's actually 12. <laughs> that's actually a hit. What? Really? Yep. On a minotaur, that's a hit. Wow. That's awesome. Armor class 12, natural armor. I was looking at proficiency or initiative instead of proficiency. Okay. So that will be... 3d8s. Okay, roll me that damage. Wow. <laughs> I will. Oh, you better believe it. The d8s, here they are. It's a 2, a 6, and a 7. So that's 9, 13, plus my modifier, which is 2. So that's 15. 18, because my modifier okay. is 5, because I forgot I'm proficient technically with this sword. <laughs> And then, since this sword is considered light, and my dagger is considered light, I want to make an attack with that as well. Okay, do it. Yeah, boy. This time is not so great. It's a ten. Oh my god. Ten is a miss. Okay, so that is the end of your turn. So now it's Saluin's turn. Saluin is going to place her bow on her back, draw a longsword, and rush toward the Minotaur beside you. Oh boy. She misses. It is a bad, bad roll. Oh no. It's not natural one, but it was. She oh. runs forward, swiping, and she just bounces off of its axe handle and just completely misses him. Now it is the Minotaur's turn. The Minotaur now has two people next to it. Having just been hurt by you, Jim, he's going to try and attack you with his big axe. Let him try. Oh, Jim. Uh, it's 26 to hit. Uh, that's a miss. Okay. Because my sword <laughs> has a plus 20 parry. 20 damage. <laughs> Well, Jim's down. Oh my goodness. Jim, you've been hit hard twice. Uh, are you down? You're not down though, right? No, I can take another hit. This one though. He, these guys are rolling big on damage. Um, 2d12s. That's the end of the Minotaur's turn. It's Guy's turn. Guy is going to turn around and he's going to cast a magic missile at the Minotaur. Do it. Guy does 10 damage with his magic missile. Kill it. But when when his uh, magic missiles hit it, it's like breaking its bones. That's awesome. Whoa. They're just cracking all along its body. It doesn't go down, but it is in bad shape. And so now it is Servance's turn. Finally. Get him, Servance. I'm going to, since I'm next to dwarf men, I want to jump off my horse and slash downward with my sword and make the horse go away mentally. Not like vanish, but just walk away from these people who are trying to hurt him. Roll it. That's a 16. Woo. Total? Yeah. That is a hit. Oh, boy. Just barely. So. Roll that damage. That's 10. 
And this is with your Odachi? Yeah. And then I want to use Divine Smite. Okay. That's 10 more damage. You slash across his chest, and this glowing radiance just burns into the cut. And as it does, that burning radiance starts to sort of tear away at the undead flesh under his armor. Hmm. He slips down onto one knee, gasping, and he says, I have fulfilled mine oath. I have paid mine debt. <clears throat> Go on now, if you would. Take it. What? It's up there, waiting for you. Then he reaches up and grabs you by the shirt, and he pulls you down close. Beware your brethren. Their faithful are the wounds of a friend. Oh. The stone. It's... <sighs> then he just turns to dust. Great. Well, that's what? great. Kellen. Yes. It's your turn. So I just saw that? No, not really. He was over on the other side of a, sto- of a big chair. Okay. You just kind of saw him slash someone. But also, I would know if he dies that my hunter's mark, I can choose sure. another person. Yeah, so he's dead. So I would know he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Okay, that's why I, was, I wouldn't hear that. No, I, I no. know I wouldn't hear that. I was just asking. I would know he's dead. Mm-hmm. Mm, we've got four people left? At the moment, yes. Okay. And the Minotaur is looking pretty bad right now. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm going to put my hunter's mark on the Minotaur. Okay. If a target dies... Uh, within the spell and the spell hasn't ended yet I can place it on another person right as many times until the spell ends so I'm just gonna I'm gonna hit it with my longbow okay just as always let's do this that is a 13 that's a hit oh, oh. rolling d8 and a d6 on the 8 I got a 6 and then on the d6 I got a 3 and then plus 4 okay so non plus 4 yep Killing. okay it's still standing. <gasps> Dang. It seems like it's got a lot of bones just missing all over its body. Sweet. Lorik, what are you doing? Lorik has been flying up a staircase. You're just you're moving 60 more feet up. Or what's the speed on that thing? Whatever it is, you're moving its full speed forward yep. in the next six seconds. I've been doing it the whole time. How fast is that? Bro? Well, I've been doubling. It's been, it's been... Technically, I've been dashing. Yeah. I'll do it, and then I'll do it again. You see no end in sight. Okay. It is the chainmail guy's turn. So the sword-wielding dude that summoned the other two out of the ground is going to... Let's see, who's over there next to him? Just Charlie still? Well, Charlie's now engaged with his his one of his servants. Oh? Uh-huh. What up? Uh, Charlie's engaged. I didn't know. Oh, no, he's not engaged. <laughs> All right, this guy is going to run toward the Minotaur, who he sees is now being ganged up on by a couple of you, and he is going to, running forward, he is going to draw his bow, and he's going to fire off at Jim. No. Okay. Does a 17 hit your AC? Yeah. Jim, you took a lot of damage this turn. This is very unlike your characters. Well, he's he's trying really hard to, to kill bad things. You take seven damage. Mm. Jim says, is that all you got? And then spits blood out of his mouth. <laughs> then he looks around and says, that was cool, right, guys? He's running full speed forward. As he's doing so, he releases his longbow, just lets it drop. And he draws his long sword oh, running boy. towards you, and he is going to slash at you with it. Me? Yep. Again? Yep. Have you considered having him not do that? 
I considered it. Uh, that is a 15. That's a hit. Oh Gosh. my goodness. Okay. Here we go. Okay, it's not too bad. You take eight damage. Eight damage. Eight slashing damage. Why, though? Mm. Because the sword hits your body. Mm. Is that all you got? <laughs> then he, uh... He swings at you again. Oh my goodness. Are you serious? Jeez. This time he misses, though. Okay, uh, yeah, actually, I think he does. It's an 11. Yeah, that misses. Wow. Okay, now, attacks against him have advantage. Yeah, they do. Until the start of his next turn, because of that bonus action attack. So, now it is, uh, look at that. Oh, the other dude's turns. So, the one is going to attack Charlie. That's a tw- non-natural 20 to hit. So, he is going to hit Charlie with his long sword. He does nine damage to Charlie. No, Charlie. Jeez, dude. The other one is up there near Servants. He's going to attack Servants. Primey. It's a poop roll. A 15. Negative, Ghost Rider. He misses you. That is their turn, and now it is Charlie's turn. Charlie is going to swipe at the dude that just swiped at him. So let's see. That is a 10. What's his attack bonus? It is plus four. It's probably a plus five if you upped his strength, right? Yeah, actually, it would be. Sorry. Either way, it is a miss. So he lunges, trying Dang. to attack, and he misses. So now it is, Jim, uh, yeah, Jim's turn. Sorry. Is the Minotaur and the other guy both beside me? Yeah. Okay. So I want to turn to the other guy and do the same thing as last turn. I want to swing at him. Oh, I was supposed to. Since I took damage, I was supposed to do a concentration thing. So let me let me do a con save real quick. Uh, I got a five total. Well, okay, that is a fail. Yes. So my blade disappears after getting hit, and so Jim's standing there, barely held together, holding a dagger. A dagger. He's like, "Well, I'm all out of spell slots, barely got any HP. I am just going to toll the dead, I reckon." <laughs> Uh, okay. Hold the dead. So he, uh... Makes a save? Yeah, 16. Okay. He fails his save. Is this necrotic damage? This is necrotic damage. Okay. Roll me the damage. So it's missing hit points, right? Yeah, uh, no. Crap. So, okay, then. Then it takes 2d8. Oh, boy. So that is... And 11. Okay. And also, it instantly dies, and I'm healed to full. Yes. Oh, that wow. is a great That's spell. a really powerful cantrip. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Free action. Free at will, too. Okay, so now, is that the end of your turn? Yep, that's it. Saluan is going to attack the Minotaur again with her sword, and it is a hit. She is attacking with two-handed. Oh, yeah. Ooh, pretty good. So... Um, she brings her sword right toward the middle of where this minotaur's like spine is, and she actually severs it, and the minotaur crumbles into pieces of bone and hits the ground. Deed. Uh, as a free action, Jim high fives her. Okay, you and Saluan high five, becoming fast friends. And Lorik's gone, so then we kiss passionately. JK, JK. Lorax all like, we've got to bring my girlfriend. We can't leave her behind. See ya. (laughs) Bye.
he fixed the problem of leaving her behind by leaving everyone behind. This him. is true. What a jerk. That's kind of exactly what, what an he did. evil character. He's not evil. He's trying to save the tree. That's what you say I'm now. I'm drop my boat on what you. What if the tree's evil? This oh. could be bad. No, what's going to be funny is when we have a TPK here except Lorik. That's going to be really bad. Yeah. Okay. The Minotaur is dead. So it's Guy's turn. And Guy be all out of spell slots, I think. Yeah. Uh, so he's just going to cast Firebolt at another one of these smaller dudes. And that's a hit. So hit he does it two damage. Two Dang damage. Thing's got to be dead now, right? Yep. For sure. Burned like, to death. Close. Um, so now dead. it is Servance's turn. Servance, one of the smaller one of those guys is next to you. The summoned dudes, the ones that crawled out of the floor, the ground. Servance doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do? He doesn't. Okay. He's been thinking about what he should do until his turn, but he still can't figure out what he should do. Well, right now you've got a guy right up on your biz. I'm going to kill him. Okay. You stand between me and what I'm supposed to do. That's a 19 plus 8. That's a hit, Ooh. safe to say. 9 plus 6. 15 damage. Shoop the dupe. 15 damage. Yeah, boy. Okay. You slash across his chest. Black blood pours out of it. And I'm going to bring my sword around, try to slash the same slash the other way. All right. That is a natural 20. Oh, snap, crackle, Booyah. and pop. Bop, ba, da, ba, da, All right. <laughs> Roll me that double damage. Uh, so that's 46. Yeah. Holy cow. Okay, so that's 7 plus 6, 13. All right. He's still standing. He would be. But you did some damage. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, yeah. Okay. So now it is Kellen's turn. All right. Is Jim, like... Facing off with someone, or is they dead? Jim and Saluan are over there next to the main chainmailed guy. Okay. I'm going to try something. Okay. Also, my hunter's mark moved over to that chainmail guy. I'm going to pull the box boat out. Don't do it. And I'm going to put it in my bow, and I am going to launch it. <laughs> and I'm going to scream out okay. to Saloon uh, and Jim, and I'm going to say, duck! Okay. So I don't think you can spring it into your short bow. I have a long bow. But you could... Oh, even your longbow. You can throw it, though. Okay, I want to sling it. <laughs> Let's just do you that. You can sling it. Can I move up and sling it? With that? Yes, you can get close. Make yeah. it better. There we go. Yeah. So we're going to treat this like a save and not an attack roll. Okay, cool. So you yell out for them to get out of the way, right? Yeah, I scream out, <laughs> duck. Okay, so I'm not going to worry about like attacks of opportunity or anything because everybody involved is going to be trying to make me a dexterity save, so... Saluan and the chainmail dude are going to try and make a saving throw as you throw this thing into the air and yell. I don't want it to land on them. I want it. I want to throw it straight at them and then say it and like have it just hit him. You want them to. You want them to duck and you like yes. Ant Man punch. Yeah, essentially, I want to throw it over their heads and as it goes right over their heads, I want it to open up and just smack this guy right in the face. Okay, it's still going to take a deck save. Okay. He's still going to get a chance to save as well. That'll work. I'm sorry, Alan. I just, you were so low, I thought, you know, maybe this would work. That's okay. Okay, so Lewin saves. The chainmail guy does not save. Oh! <laughs> yes! Yes. Cannot so give, give me a save, Jim. I cannot believe that actually worked. Okay, what kind of save? Dex? Yeah. That's a 
17. Yeah. That is a save. Yes. So I put it at a DC like 14. It's not even, no one's even near that. So, okay. So you and Saluan both hit the dirt as the box is flying toward this guy. Bird! <laughs> oh my goodness. Let me see. Do we have a magic box boat attack? Like, how does that no, work? No, <laughs> there's nothing like that. I, I'm going to give it 46. 46? Oh. Oh. All right. Yeah. I'm going to go 46 bludgeoning damage. 46 is a lot. Can I roll it? See what you did there. Um, you can roll it or you can keep what I just rolled. Mm. Keep what he rolled. What do y'all think? Keep what he rolled. What do y'all think? Keep what he rolled. Keep what he rolled. Keep what he rolled. Keep what he rolled. Yeah, I'm going to just keep what you rolled. I rolled 18 damage. Oh my gosh. Which is pretty good, honestly. I thought you, I thought you said it was 46. 4D. <laughs> I know what you're doing, Alan. I know what I'm doing, too. <laughs> you just it's got boat slammed. So you throw Wolfsbane through the air. You yell, Boyd. Jim and Saluan both hit the dirt as this boat just unfolds and crashes into the sky. And what it does is it sort of hits him right in the face, like the back of the head area. And he just, like, completely flips upside down. His head smacks the ground. Nice. The boat goes past him and, like, skids on the hard ground and sort of tumbles a little bit. And he is down on his knees sort of trying to bring himself back together. But you notice that his head is turned about... 75 degrees too much jeez. and um that's so awesome that's actually where we're gonna have to end this episode yes that's so cool is this the end of combat did we win no oh i just want i do want to give credit to the whoever first came up with the idea but i read that off the reviews so thank you, viewer. I could have swore you were going to do that against the giant black creature when you were running from it. I wanted to. I wanted to, but... Uh, it would have been the end of Wolfsbane. Yeah, it probably would have. <laughs> no, no, I'm not probably... It would have been. It probably would have. <laughs> I'm glad that we have Wolfsbane right now. It was chewing up trees. You've been listening to Make Believe Heroes. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you've enjoyed this combat-heavy episode. I don't really know what's going to happen with Lorik flying off. You'll have to find out next week. He's probably going to get a boat dropped on him once I see him again. In the meantime, if you've liked what you've heard, you should go and follow us on Twitter at MBHpodcast. And you could also send us a letter if you'd like at letters at makebelieveheroes.com. And if you have any questions, we're going to be doing a Q&A session episode after our finale episode. So you can go ahead and be sending those to us on Twitter, through our email, or in the Google Doc, which will be posted in the show notes on this episode. Before we go, there's one more thing I wanted to mention. We often give a shout-out to BattleBards.com on the show for all of their great tabletop sound effects and music. You know, ones like this and these. And some of this right here. You know the ones. If you're interested in using some of these crazy sound effects or some of the beautiful music that BattleBards can provide for your game, you should go right now to BattleBards.com. They've begun a subscription service called BattleBards Prime, which gives you access to hundreds of tracks that are incredible for your table. In fact, if you go right now and use the coupon code MBHPODCAST, you can get 15% off your BattleBards Prime subscription. So go right now and use the code MBHPODCAST to start using fantastic audio today with 15% off. 
and it'll also help us out. We promise you won't be disappointed. And if you want to help out the show, the best thing you can do is tell a friend or leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Those are a huge help. So we thank you so much for listening. We hope that you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. We love you. Bye.